are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In Deuteronomy 26 verse 10, the Bible says, And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches a powerful message on why God established the tithe. God established the tithe for his people to show gratitude to him. It is not an Old Testament tradition, but a chance of blessing for those who give it. So let us be encouraged to take part in this blessing and see how God can continue to lift us up when we completely trust in him. Be blessed. Oh, Lord, it's overwhelming. 
of God. Amen. Give it up again for LP Victoria. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? We are ready. Amen. For the most important part of the service today, which you and I are here, we've waited all week. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope we haven't waited all week because we've been on the prayer line. We've been having our personal quiet time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But we have come for the word today. Amen. Amen. And we have a man of God who is here, not reluctantly, but of his own will. Amen. Of his own sacrifice, Lord, because God has chosen him. I want you to rise to your feet and Woo! give a shout out to God. Give praises unto the Lord because his spirit is here. And put your hands together for our very own Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Those who know your name, those who know your name, give the Lord a smile as you dance. Your trust in you. There is no other, there is no other faithful God. So loving and true. Do you believe it? Those who know your name, they put their trust, put their trust in you. There is no other, there is no other faithful God. So loving and true. Down, jump, jump, jump. Oh, how I love the name of Jesus. How I love, oh, how I love his name so sweet. Oh, love, oh, how I love the name of Jesus. No other name is more. Now go down. Oh, how I love the name of Jesus. How I love. Our love, our love, our love, the name of Jesus. No other name means more to me. Give the Lord a mighty shout, of friend. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we come rejoicing. I know, Lord, that many times we come, we rejoice in faith because of your name because of our faith because of who we've come to serve but sometimes lord you know our hearts that many of us have trouble many of us have pain many of us have challenges and difficulties many of us are depressed but the joy of the lord is our strength i pray that your word will reach deep and touch where there is pain and bring relief bring healing bring deliverance Amen. bring joy unspeakable 
full of glory. Holy Spirit, help your children. Help us. Your name is the comforter, the strengthener, the attorney, the standby who is with us in the thick and in the thin. I pray those of us who are in the fire, those in the waters, you will hold us like you did for the Hebrew boys when they threw them in the fire. Your word says, though there were three, there was yet another whose countenance looked like the son of man. Be with us. Strengthen your people. And let the joy of the Lord be our strength. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Give your friend a smile. Somebody sitting by you, someone standing by you, and you may be seated. Oh, smile to the person. Even if it's your husband. <laughs> Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Well, we have a special program coming up next week and the week after hallelujah special 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 program coming up now the program is called come home clap for the lord jesus come home come home is an annual program that we um we embark on because we believe that home you know the bible talks about the fact that david said in psalm 27 psalm 27 and verse number four and if you can open to that i will share with you something um it says one thing have i desired and that will i seek after that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the lord and to inquire in his temple hallelujah Amen. one thing i've desired of the lord that i may that will i seek after that i may dwell who's that in the house of the lord now how many know that your father's house is your house yeah, your father's house is your house. My children have not bought a house. I have a house. And they live in, and they are, they, it is as much their house as it is my house. Their home. Now, the other time I, I, I heard them fighting, you know, um, fighting over, you know, mommy, who's my daughter. You know, that's my only daughter, right? Well, I have daughters in that church too. She was, um, before she occupied her room, it was my first boy, Daniel, who was occupying the room. And he is in Ghana schooling. And I had them arguing because they were supposed to be coming on vacation. Telling his sister, when I come, you are leaving my room. And his sister said, you don't have any room here. This is my room. And I had them arguing back and forth. And it's like, well, I have the room here. So you can talk all you want from afar. I am the one sleeping in the room. My decision is clear. When you come, we'll decide what is yours. And I could see that both of them were strongly contending for their place in the father's house. Hallelujah. I loved it because they had realized that is their home. 
Do you get the point? Now, it's the same thing. David said, one thing have I desired and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house, my father's house, all the days of my life. Do you get the point? Now, that was the difference between the prodigal son and the son who didn't go anywhere. And when it came to the differences, the father told the son who didn't go prodigaling that all that I have is yours. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. All that there is in the father's house is yours. Say it is mine. And therefore, we are having this program where we are bringing people to, to their rightful place. Wow. Come home. Somebody say, come home. come home. So my daughter told the boys, they should come home. They should come so that they will. Otherwise, by the time they realize, people have taken over their, their rooms. What a shock. But in my father's house, there are mansions. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, so what we are going to do is that everybody... That seems to have been lost or missing or have been away for a while we are going to bring them back home clap for Jesus and let me tell you there's a reward for such things one Psalm 65 and verse 4 I want to show you something over there about what the blessing is that people are missing Psalm 65 verse number 4 someone say come home come home come home he said blessed is the man whom the Lord chooses and causes to approach unto him so that he may dwell in the courts of the Lord and the Bible says look at this we shall be satisfied with the goodness of the father's house and that house is the holy temple and therefore there's a certain satisfaction that the Lord wants for his children that they don't get out there hallelujah as you know the Lord feeds his children man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God the Father, right? So, we just want to be sure that the, 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 the children of the Father come home and they will be satisfied with the goodness of God's house. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, come home, come home is come coming. Home. Come home is coming. So, what everybody needs to do is to think about it. Who is it that you have invited to church before? Who is it that you haven't seen in a while? We are going to go on a campaign, on a crusade, on a venture to bring back home. Somebody say, bring back home. Bring back home. That's right. Amen. Amen. We are believing God for a new place by the grace of God. Amen. But it will not happen until we have the overflow. Wow. Amen. Amen. Until we are so full that we have to do a second service then it will make sense for the lord to give us recently we actually got a cathedral it slipped out of our hands just like that the last minute we were done i believe that is because we have also not been diligent to prove to the lord that we 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 deserve it amen now watch this luke chapter 15 all tax collectors and sinners drew near to jesus to hear him and the pharisees and scribes complained saying this man receives sinners do you get the point now verse 4 so jesus decided to answer jesus decided to answer the pharisees who were self-righteous people the scribes complained that why is jesus receiving sinners why is jesus receiving people who don't seem to be committed to the lord why is he it's just like how the pharisee you know the big brother for the prodigal son was asking the father why are you receiving this boy who's wasted your goods with riotous living 
with riotous living. Do you get the point? Mm -hmm. And it was such a sad thing that your own brother, you described that. Now, without knowing, many church members feel that way about people who don't come to church anymore. Yeah, we have become Pharisees in that we don't see the need. Well, I am committed. I am the one who's spiritual. I'm the one who's dedicated. But believe me, it's not everybody who's out there who's unspiritual. You don't know the circumstances they're going through. What perhaps they need is an encouragement from somebody. What perhaps they are feeling is that when I come, how will they look at me? That was the, one of the things that the prodigal son was saying. He was saying, he thought about it, he said, I will go and even I will say that I'm no more your son. Just make me a servant. Now, for somebody to come that low, when coming to the father's house, he declares that I have no rights. I'm just going to work like a worker, like a, an employee. That's sad. That is, I'm sure that the prodigal son knew that that is how the big brother is going to look at him. And he was right. And so when he was thinking, he was hoping. I was, I, I've always wondered if the father had died, what would have happened to the prodigal son? If you don't have a father who cares enough for the others who are not even looking spiritual, what would happen? So I want to be that kind of father and you better be with me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And then when he came, he embraced him and he had a party. Next week, we're going to put through a party right here. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Spencer, we need to kill the fattened calf. I don't know where you're going to get it. Some South Africa or somewhere amen but something needs to be killed some celebratory animal needs to be killed not 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 maybe not a cattle but some chickens need to die some fishes need to die amen so we're going to celebrate the homecoming now look at this the pharisees the self-righteous people they told jesus and complained that no 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 we are the spiritual. Concentrate on us. Don't care about all those people who are out there. If they wanted to be here, they would have been here. That's how the Pharisees were speaking. But Jesus spoke this to them in a parable and said, What man of you? Somebody say, What man of you? What man of you? Or which of you? Which of you? Having 100 sheep, if he loses even one of them, will not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it that's the reason why i'm not making it just one week but i'm making it one week and then we'll take a break and then we'll do another week hallelujah we may even add a third week you see it says does not leave the 99 we're probably 99 and then the one the one means you see the fact that you even say one 99 one oh it's nothing it's just a single after i have 99 but you see when you're going to lose money it is the coins when jesus christ fed the five thousand they were left with crumbs on the grass he said put them all together and you know what they got 12 baskets wow. jesus doesn't waste anything doesn't definitely doesn't waste souls and so I am not into wasting of souls. Even if somebody has done something wrong, I will rebuke you. But after that, I will love you. Just like the prodigal son's father. The son said, I've sinned. I've sinned against God. And he said, no problem. But he hugged him, kissed him, 
and he gave him the fatted calf. He put clothes on him, ring, all that kind of thing. What a father. What a father. What a father. Somebody say, what a, what a father. And Jesus said, won't you leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder rejoicing. Do you realize that when, when the prodigal son came, he fell on his father's neck. The father fell on his neck and kissed him. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. And to Amina, it's good to see you. Your beloved didn't come today, so next week we'll make sure he's here. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hope, my beloved son. Amen. So I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 Pharisees or good church members, just persons who need no further repentance. In other words, if you come to church and you don't have an issue, we praise God for it. But you are not the reason why the service was organized. Jesus did not come for the righteous. He came. To convert sinners into sinners to what? Convert sinners. Amen. So, I want us to do that. And do you think of anybody that you've been seeing but you don't see? You see, the church is full. It's full. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not because we want to make the church full. But it's because it's scriptural. The church is full. How many seats are there left? But you see, believe me, it's easier to buy chairs than to buy souls. Wow. Yeah. It's easier to buy more chairs. When I came to start the church here and I didn't have money, I went without money to Walmart and I bought 12 chairs without money. Do you know how I did it? I read the return policy. They said 90-day return policy. Wow. So I said, I will not feel guilty. I'll collect these 12 chairs with credit card that had no money as a potential. I had never been paid before. And I collected, it's good to see you. And I collected 12 chairs to come to put in my house. And we started having service. Service. In the house. Service in the house. They only paid me after three months. So on the 87th day out of the 90th day, I realized that now I have got a paycheck. I collected the chairs together, went to Walmart and said, thank you. Have it back. Clap for the love of Jesus. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. It's legal. They said 90 days. I didn't go past the 90 days. They said I can bring it back. Did I do anything wrong, Judith? No. no, no. no. They got 12 less chairs. But when it's chair, don't go and take a wedding gown and take it back after wearing it. That one is a problem. <laughs> Amen. So I did that. Why? Because I felt that it is better. The price of the price. I would rather pay the price. I-C-E. So that I can get the price. I-Z-E. The price was so. And you were the price. And by this, I know I did the right thing. If I hadn't done it, perhaps you will not be here. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Patricia. You are one of those who sat on those borrowed chairs. I remember you. And your mom was one of those who sat on those borrowed chairs. Amen. Is there anybody who's here who sat on those chairs? See? There were a few people, but they made a huge difference. You! 
You are not even a thought. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, you're inside your mother's tummy, right. tummy also. So you, you, he had become a thought then. Hallelujah. Amen. But that's what I want us to do. Is it a good idea? Do you think it's a good idea? Jesus came all the way from heaven to make sure that we will go to the Father. We need to congregate everyone here for that purpose. So it's called come home. Or is it called homecoming? It's come home. It's come home Sunday. Pastor Richard, the flies and everything will be flying around. Use it. And we're going to go through our church list. Everybody you've ever invited, everybody who's ever been a member, everybody who's been a while in coming, no church member left behind. Anybody who's ever crossed this, we will make sure they cross again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. That may include your sister, your daughter, your mother, your father. Even your ex-husband. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Ex-beloved. We call it. We call it. That includes your daughters. Amen. So I can't wait for that. And we're going to sit down together with the shepherds and plan a good party. A good celebration. Hallelujah. Now, I am going to also reward by God's grace. I won't tell you what the reward is. Any of you who gets involved, Jesus Christ said, Bible says that there was rejoicing in heaven. And you know what happens when your father is happy? There's always a reward. There's always a blessing. It says that anybody who does that, heaven rejoices. There's great rejoicing in heaven. Can you imagine heaven is happy with you? You can only expect good blessings. Yeah. That is the reason why I do what I do. Because I always ask for, ask for heavenly assistance and angelic support. Anybody that heaven opens the door for you, you are blessed. You know, there are a group of people who are so proud. And the Lord says that he will take the pride of their power from them. And he will make the heavens like iron. And the earth will be like brass. Did you know that? Leviticus chapter 26 verse 19, I believe. Yeah. Sometimes you pray. No prayers are heard. Heavens have become like iron. Ah, is this one? No. Leviticus 26, verse number 19, I believe, or verse number 9. Yeah, good. Good. It says, I will break the pride of your power. Now, some people are too proud to get involved in anything that is done in the church. It's pride. They have power. But it's pride that's fueling that power. Wow. It says, I will break the pride of your power. And when you do that, I will make your heavens like iron and your earth like bronze. Heavens like iron means there's no rain. Earth like brass means when you sow, nothing comes because there's no soil. But your story will never be like that. Amen. On the other hand, God opens the windows of heaven and he pours out a blessing and there shall be showers of blessing on such people. Tell somebody, I will be involved in this come home Come home campaign. Say CHC. Come home campaign. Say CHC. Come home campaign. It will be fantastic. Wow. The dancing stars will be here. Right. The singing stars will be here by the grace of God. The instrumental stars will be here. Right. The preaching.
teaching stars will be here and now we've got a total of four pastors they will be powerfully represented in jesus name amen for those of you who were not here last week we had lady pastor devonia appointed lady pastor victoria and pastor saros can you come and wave to them again come come those pastors where are they come come and give them a wave again our latest pastors where are they all right the ladies are here it's okay the gentleman is teaching all right god bless you miss sit down so when you see them don't call them victoria and all they call them lady pastor victoria lady pastor devonia lpp lpd hallelujah so that's the plan for the, the couple of weeks that are coming today i want to share with you a very short message are you willing to hear that message yes. it's not a popular message but it's a good message we receive it we receive it it's a good message, good message. how many have ever received a blessing from the lord before yes. i am going to read deuteronomy chapter 26. hallelujah Deuteronomy chapter 26 from verse number 1. I'm going to share with you the mysterious purposes. Why God established the tithe. The tithe. See everybody's quiet. I told you. It's not a popular topic. But it is the topic that has brought the greatest blessings to mankind. Hallelujah. Amen. It is the topic, the group on earth that emphasizes tithe and first fruits the most are also the most prosperous group on earth. And that's the, it's the Jews. It's the Jews. Many Christians say tithing is an Old Testament prophecy, is an Old Testament thing, but prosperity is not an Old Testament thing. And it's still relevant. The highest, tallest skyscrapers are owned by Jews. 50% of the world top billionaires, trillionaires are Jews. Wow. And one of them, their secrets, hidden secrets is the tithe. And the Sabbath. Two things. The tithe and the Sabbath. They do it very well. Very, very well. A Jew will be here. And you know why they do the Sabbath? Because they say that that is the day that they need to sacrifice their time for God's service. So they don't work for anybody, but they work for the temple. I think I've taught it over here before. So they take on. They won't work even in their own homes. They don't do any work. They won't even turn light on. They will not. They will not even turn the elevator on. They said nobody deserves their service on the Sabbath for 24 complete hours. They go to the temple and they do only the work of the temple, the work of the tabernacle, only. Same thing, they have decided that their first fruit will not be given to anything except God. Now, they do it so much that, you know that the Jews, generally, they don't do offerings. They do just tithe. Wow. When you, church members do tithe, there will be no need for offerings. Because God has calculated what he wants 
and bless his people and he knows 10 percent is good enough to maintain the church we are the ones that make church pastors always talk a lot and even lie so that they'll get offerings it shouldn't be if everybody here was to pay your tithe there will be an overflow because god knows exactly what he has given you and knows that 10 percent is good enough for the church to run to pay the pastors i am not a full-time pastor i'm not paid you get the point so don't think i'm saying this so that you pay me no you know that but some of you i help you by the grace of god you get the point so it has nothing to do with income it has everything to do with your blessing how you can become you know there's a topic in one of our bishops called the legendary prosperity of the jews wow. legendary and i've read some to you before one of their main practices is the tithe and i'm going to read the origin of the tithe how the jews came to be how they started tithing how the tithing got established i know every time we preach malachi chapter 3 bring you the tithe to the storehouse that you may the god may open the windows of heaven and prove him whether he will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you are used to that so you can even preach it better than me i'm not going to preach that today okay. Okay. i am just going to point you to how it all started wow. somebody say how it all began How did it start? How did it begin? Now, so, why God established the tithe? The mysterious purposes of the tithe. The tithe is very mysterious. Hmm? Mystery means you can't understand. I mean, come on. It sometimes even doesn't make sense. I know. You have gone to work very hard. You have got a thousand dollars and then you are told that the pastor by the pastor bring one hundred dollars out of your thousand dollars and let's put it in the church and god will bless you i understand so all your arguments are correct because that is carnally and literally what we think about but now think about this by faith it is do you know that many people go to prison because of tax evasion do you know what the taxes are for taxes are to build the country so when you make your money do you know that you are required to pay taxes how much is a tax what percentage it's not 10 percent, is it no it's not nine i mean taxes i'm not talking about what you're talking nine percent and all that is the buying income what's it called trade no i'm talking about income tax what uncle sam takes from you it's not 10 percent you are talking about the the sales tax when you buy they take 10 percent. no even that one you pay you don't say anything but i'm talking about when you have you earn a thousand it's minimum lowest is 13 but it goes all the way to 35 percent the more you earn, the more you pay. Yeah. That's why some rich people are fighting it. So when it's Democrats, they make sure that the top pay a lot. When it's Republicans, they make sure that the rich don't pay much. It's all a balancing game. But anyway, 
whatever it is what i'm trying to tell you is that even the government that sometimes we don't trust we didn't even vote for the government but when they ask and we pay 20 percent income tax when we work for a thousand we send 20 percent. we send 200 dollars sometimes i get very angry when when my real check comes i see what i earned and what came to me i get very mad maybe you haven't looked one day you go to employment and they write your contract and they tell you, you get a thousand dollars what your check check will never be a thousand dollars never and then when the year is over they say file your taxes as if you have done something wrong uncle sam should file taxes and let's inspect rather and then decide how much we'll give back we'll take back but you have to also file now to say that okay you took the money but you know my child was sick and you know i did something so please give me a break i did some business and i incurred some losses now you have to argue make an argument to get back your own money that you've earned Out. i pay school fees is that uncle sam's business and he has to now look at all our expenses now go back we have to account me while i earn the money but we don't say anything but let me tell you something about the lord he doesn't ask for any of that he just asks us for 10 percent of all our income now listen to how it started deuteronomy number one god established a tithe for people to show gratitude to god who has given them life number one god established why did god establish a tithe for people for his people to show gratitude to him to god unless you don't believe deuteronomy chapter 26 from verse number one i know it's not popular i know some of you, you even get up and go when i preach this message i know but it's the truth now deuteronomy chapter 26 from verse one and it shall be when you come into the land which the lord your god is giving you as an inheritance and when you possess it and dwell in it now watch this he says when you have gotten your land you've gotten your job you've gotten whatever it is that the lord has given you listen first of all we need to notice that as we are here i look at myself and i tell myself i came to this earth with nothing and today i wear a shirt today i drink water that time i was driving and i turned to my wife and i told my wife do you know i'm driving a car and she shook so what, what are you saying yes i'm driving a car so okay yeah we we, we know that i said do you know it's a miracle he says what, what then he tried to understand me i said listen i didn't come here with a car but i'm driving a car it's a miracle sometimes you have to learn to appreciate the little things you have wow. that time i went to a restaurant and after paying when they were i said wait and i prayed i said lord thank you that you could afford me 50 dollars to pay for food for me and my family thank you and my wife turned and said you are cute i never forget wow. i never forget even the smallest thing that the lord i never forget I want to give thanks profusely to the Lord for the little and for the much. It's a sign of gratitude. He said, 
so that people will show gratitude to God. He said, it is your land and it shall come to pass. I read it. I'll read it again. Deuteronomy, this were the Israelites. Deuteronomy 26. And it shall be, it will come to pass when you come into your land, the land which the Lord your God is giving to you as an inheritance. You have inherited it. It is yours now. Nobody asks you questions. It's your money. It's your job. You use your strength to get your money and to bring it to your bank. You wrote your check for your money to buy your food. No problem. God is giving you that as an inheritance. It's yours. When you possess it and dwell in it. Now, next verse. That you shall take some of the first of all that produce of that ground that I've given you. Which shall bring, which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you. And put it in a basket, in an envelope. And go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. That's his church. Put it in a basket. Put it in an envelope. There was no digital payment. Now bring it. God has given it to you. No problem. But you, when the thing has increased, your business has done well. Your job has done well. You've made some income. Your parents have given you some money. And you shall go to the one who is the priest in those days. In other words, don't change the tradition. Priests will die and go. Priests will be transferred. New pastors will come. But go to the priest of that day. It may not be Moses. It may not be Aaron. It may not be any of that. But whoever it is at that time, go where the Lord has placed his name and go to the priest in those days and say to him, now watch this. This is the gratitude part. Say to him, I declare today. Somebody say, I declare today. I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Now watch this. God said, I'll give you the promised land. And he gave them the promised land. Many of them, their parents had even died. He said, when you come, remember and say that the Lord has honored his promise. The Lord has blessed me with a job. I've lost a job before, so when I get a job, I know it's a blessing. I know. I know how much I cry to the Lord to give me a new job. Wow. I know how I cry to the Lord to even give me a visa. I know how I cry to the Lord to cause me to pass my medical school exams. I know how I cried out to the Lord to even keep me alive. All those things have been done. People are very appreciative of the source of help when they don't have the help. Until the help comes. It's reflected in the fact that when we go to a restaurant, many Christians pray over their food. But only a few pray after they get the food. I'm therefore not surprised that people don't pay tight once they receive the money. It's true. If the Lord told you that if you will give me this, then I'll give you a job. Most, most people will do that. That's the basis of gambling. But God is not a gambling, a gambling right, machine. That's, right. that's called gambling. It's not gamble. Tithe is not a gamble. Tithe is, look, it even shows the trustworthiness of God. 
God does not tell you that when you do this, I'll do it. He says, you do it. You get everything you want. You, when you are finished getting it, I will not even tell you that I will do this so that when you get it, you give me that. No. I will tell you, get it. I, have, I will prove myself first before you prove yourself. Yeah. That is God. But that is what human nature cannot understand. I will prove myself first. I will make you get the money. I will not play tricks on you. Take the money. Just the assurance that God has actually blessed you first. And based on what God has done, take 10% and give. Is it fair? Is it not fair? fair. Yes, God. I like that principle so much. God said, no, I'm not going to wiggle my way and threaten you. No. Don't give me anything if I don't do anything. Don't give me anything wow. if I don't do anything. In other words, if you haven't earned anything, don't give any tithe. I'm not going to trick you. And even when you get, you don't have to give whatever it is. Give based on how much I give you. Yeah. If I give you a hundred, give me ten. If I give you a thousand, give me one hundred. If I give you ten thousand, give me one thousand. If I give you a million, give me, what is it? Hundred, one hundred thousand. One person told the pastor, do you know how much I earn? You want me to pay tithe. Do you know how much I earn? In other words, I earn too much to give any tithe. That is why the tithe is a gratitude uh, test. It's not a gambling. It's a gratitude test. Tithe is only for grateful people. Tithe is only for grateful people. You can see some children. When the mothers have finished giving birth to you, have some women actually bleed almost to death. Some people have died. Yeah. Some, they allow the doctor. Do you know that one? Some, some of you, your heads were too big to come through the vaginal opening. We had to put scissors and cut the vagina across. It's called episiotomy. And one time I cut and the woman was bleeding, bleeding. And the head was still not coming. I cut some more. Could have been your head. Until the head came. And then when the head came to. Ah, the mother in the pain and bleeding. Exhausted still took the baby onto her breast. I said look at that. He has forgotten that she's bleeding from the cut. All she cares about is the baby. I looked at her. Hey. When children become ungrateful. They deserve a curse. When children. Start insulting parents. They deserve a curse. That's right. That's why the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. That it may be well with you. That you may live long on this earth. In other words, dishonor them. And it will not be well with you and you will not live long. That's right. That's right. Thank you. The woman was bleeding. She was in pain. Sharp pains. Weak and dizzy. But bring my baby she's crying let the baby be on my breast ma'am put the baby away and let's finish fixing your problem no no let me see to the baby you can fix my problem later tithe is a gratitude test and it is based on what god does has done already me I will never, when I was in Ghana, I remember, they paid us in cash. 
There was nothing direct debit or anything. So you get your thousand dollars in whatever currency. You know what I do? Out of the thousand, I count the money. As I'm counting, I'm putting the clean ones aside. When I reach, this is very clean. I put it very clean. And when I finish the thousand, I count the clean ones. If it's 200, then out of the 200, I select the best out of the best to make it a hundred because I have to pay a hundred for the thousand. And I took the clean ones in the envelope or the basket and I send it to God. I don't just want to be grateful, but I want to be grateful with style. And the Lord has blessed me with style. Clap for the Lord Jesus. That is a tithe. That's how it began. That's how come Israelites, they are blessed. Jews, they are blessed. They are very grateful. You know, if you have not been the target of six million deaths in a gas chamber, you haven't valued your life yet. I'm not surprised that they are very grateful to God. Do you know they were supposed to kill 10 million in the Holocaust? Only that is 6 million they got before attacks came. But they are grateful. Therefore, they are blessed. And they will never stop being blessed. So he said, you wait. I said I'll give you. No problem. Don't do anything. When I actually honor my promise, come and do with your money a covenant that will sustain you. To say thank you to say thank you it don't let anybody deceive you tithe is not a religious process or religious activity it is a heart activity of gratitude and only ungrateful people don't pay tithe it's nothing to do with the scripture it's nothing to do with what they don't believe they are ungrateful wow oh yeah, yeah i'll tell you I know that I'll get a backlash on this, but I'll tell you the truth. It's because of the Bible. We'll help you. We'll help you. The day I saw that it's a gratitude thing was when I gave to my wife. I had paid tithes. It was one income. Say we get a thousand dollars, and I paid my hundred. I was left to nine hundred, and I gave my wife three hundred dollars to take care of the home. She was not working. Then the day I came. I give my tithe $100. People give their tithe. Who should I see in front also in, with an envelope? My wife. I said, this woman has been any money that I don't know about. She hasn't told me. She has taken all my money. She has not contributed her money. I said, when we finish, I will deal with her. So I prayed quietly. I was pretending as if I was happy for her money. I just prayed. When I reached her, I just, Lord bless her, and then just moved on. Then after church at home, I said, Sister, you told me that there's no work, and as far as I know, there's no work. So where did you get money to pay the tithe? She said, Oh, you gave me money for homekeeping. And out of that, I you gave me 300, I gave 30. I said, Sister, I paid tithes on the money I gave you already. Then she explained to me, it's not every wife who has the 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 opportunity to receive um, homekeeping money from their husbands. And so I should allow her to honor God for giving her a husband who will give her money to take care of the home. And then when I started arguing, but I paid already. She said, okay, you gave me for a purpose. 
Has anybody complained that they are hungry at home? Is everybody, everything taken care of at home with the money? I said, yes. And he said, then just let me be. Yours sincerely. From that day, I decided to keep quiet. And I realized that it was, it was coming out of a grateful heart. A thankful heart. Say, so you've been thankful for your income. I don't have an official income, but I have an unconventional income. I see it as an income, and I'll manage the 270 that is left, and God will provide more. From that day, I shut my big mouth. And I just learned from her, yours sincerely. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Anything you appreciate, appreciates. I'll say it again. Anything that you appreciate will really appreciate. If you appreciate what God has given you, that man will appreciate. I have always paid since the day my father started giving me pocket money. I paid tithe out of it. When I was doing voluntary work and they gave me an allowance, I paid tithe of it. When I was in school and they even gave me loans, I paid tithe of it. Shocking. When my salary came for real too, you know my first salary, you know what I did? I didn't even pay tithe. I give half to my father, half to God. First salary. Out of gratitude. I read this thing. I said, look, I'll take it further. You want 10%, I'll give you all. My very first pay. I split it in two. God, take half. My heavenly father, my earthly half, father, take half. That money, when it got there, my father died. Before he got that money. But I got a blessing. He spoke with me on the phone and I told her, God bless you. She was on his way to die. And it was like Jacob in his deathbed. And he blessed me. Gratitude. Thank you, Daddy, for taking care of me. For bringing me this far. Taking me to school. Making me who I am. For, for sometimes scolding me and spanking me. The foolishness out of me. You deserve everything I have from this first salary. Children, whenever your first salary comes, send it. Take half. Give it to God. Give half to your father or your parents. And watch your life blossom. I'm telling you honestly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Watch it. It will never be. It will be well with you. Yeah. And by the way, if you are here, you're a child and you're arguing already, you won't have money, so don't even worry about it. If you're already arguing in your heart, don't worry, you won't, be, you won't do well. So don't even argue. <clears throat> even the argument shows that you won't do well. Thank you. Thank you, Rev. Thank you. But I believe no child here is arguing about that. You know, there was a certain guy and the beloved. They said, when we get married and I get this job, I will buy this car. And I'll buy this car for you. I'll buy a, a Mercedes and I'll give you a, the latest model of a Toyota. And then the girl said, What? You give me a Toyota, you take me this Mercedes. Why? And they started uh, fighting, fighting, fighting. And their friend came, Look, the money hasn't come. You are fighting already. <laughs> Listen, let's keep reading. So God was testing the gratitude, established a tithe so that they will be grateful because. God honors those who are grateful. So, he did it for the grateful, so that they will come and say thank you. Read that in Genesis 26, uh, 26 again, the verse 3. So, to give them an opportunity 
to be grateful. Deuteronomy chapter 26 again. What's going on? Okay, number two. God established a tithe for people to remember where God has lifted them from. God has lifted them from. So, verse 4. The Bible says, And the priests of that day shall take the basket out of your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall speak and say, somebody say, you shall speak. You shall speak. And say before the Lord your God, I was a Syrian about to perish. That was Jacob. In fact, New Living Translation is even better. It says, my father was a Syrian who was about to perish. And the Lord moved him. You know, remember that the Syrian, where they lived, it was the Syrian area. And then they were about to die out of famine. And then God had sent Joseph to go before them to preserve Egypt. So they went to Egypt, Jacob and his children. That's the only way they survived. They would have been perished and decimated. But God took them and preserved them. They went to Egypt where their son Joseph, who they thought was dead, suddenly appeared as the head. And he took care of them in a land called what? What? Goshen. Preserved land. Please bring the scripture. No, I'm not waiting. I want the scripture now. Okay, <laughs> somebody should read New Living. And you shall speak and say, A Syrian was my father who was about to perish. And he went down into Egypt and stayed there with a few and became there a nation, great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians did evil and treated them, and treated them evil and afflicted us and laid hard bondage. Yet, it went well with them. So God said, when you come, one of the things is be grateful for what God promised and has done already. Number two, remember where you were, that you didn't have anything. You didn't have anything. Some of you didn't have jobs. Some of you were not educated. Some of you was a miracle. You had nothing. If you had something, show me. Bible says we came into this world with nothing of a truth. We shall carry nothing out. Therefore, having food and raiment, let us be content. I came here with nothing. Jacob said, I crossed this Jordan with a staff. He was running away from Esau, his brother, with only a staff. He said, now I'm returning with two companies. He was married with two wives, two families, 12 children, asses, and um, all kinds of things. And he was saying, thank you, Lord. I crossed with my staff. But here I am, coming with two companies. That's a grateful person. So the tithe is number one, to show grateful hearts. Number two, to remember where the Lord, how far the Lord has brought you. Forgetful people are also ungrateful people. In fact, God called forgetfulness and righteousness. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. Verse 10. Bible says, verse 10, God is not unrighteous to forget it means it is unrighteous to forget. When my father died, the only thing I cried so much. You know why? Because I knew where I was. I knew what he had done for me. I knew what he stood for. So I cried a lot. Because I didn't I had just finished, I just got my first job and got my first salary. And when I sent it, my father died at the first mention of the salary. He died. 
So, because I remembered how far I've come, I cried so much. So I made a vow. I said, my mother is here. Everything I could have done for my father, I'll do for her. So I told my mother, immediately, I organized visa, everything, flew her to America. Flew her. With anybody that she wanted to help. I took her through New York, through Atlanta, through all kinds of places. And I remember the last day when we missed our flight because we were coming to Memphis. And in the night, my mother, I said, we need to go back to the hotel. My mother said, I've spent too much money on her. Not another night of hotel bills. She spread her cloth over there and slept on the airport chair. I didn't know what to do. My mother said she wouldn't go to the hotel because she wouldn't spend another month. I told my mom, please, please, go for me. She was defiant. You know what a trick I used? I told my mom, ma'am, allow me to make my decisions for my mother. When you meet your mother in heaven, you can make your decisions for her. Don't make my mother's decisions for me. You are my mother. I make the decisions about how comfortable I'll make you. You are not sleeping at the airport. You are sleeping in a nice hotel. She shook her head. She collected her clothes. She said, I'll go. That was the last thing I did for my mother before she died. Wow. That was the last time I saw her. But I remembered how far she sold her clothes for me to go to school. Sometimes she, my father said no money. She would go and take money and go to school. I remembered how far she's brought me. I've carried that gratitude to God. Because if my mother had died, I wouldn't have gotten all those things. So I've told my God, everything I am, I can't sustain my breath. I can't sustain my heartbeat. I cannot even assure myself of another day. And therefore, if you have assured me of a day and a month and two weeks and they've given me money, what is 10%? So that I could remember when I lost my job and I didn't have anything, I couldn't give anything. Now I have something to give. Let me give. It makes a lot of sense. Unless you don't believe in God. Number three, God established the tithe to do what? As a prayer of thanksgiving. And he said, in verse 7, he says, when you come, and he cried out, Deuteronomy 26, verse 7 to 10, and when we cried out unto the Lord our fathers, the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression, when we didn't have a job, and the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. You know, I'm going to end here. It's enough. I won't say much. Let it touch your heart. Don't ever think because I need money. No, I don't. I need, everybody needs money, so I do, yeah, by God's grace. But, you know, I'm not saying it so that you bring much money and I have a lot of money. The money all goes to the bank and we use, we build a lot of churches with it. Next to God, I'll tell you what the church money is used for. But it's not because so that you increase my income. I am doing it for you, not for me. May you become the next prosperous Jew. May you become the next legendarily rich person. Because you started paying tithe and you never stopped. And when they ask you, say, it doesn't make sense to you, but it makes sense to me.
because number one i'm grateful for where the lord has promised and given number two i remember where i'm coming from number three it is a prayer of thanksgiving he told them when you come when you come don't just come it's also a prayer of worship when you come when you go you go, go and read the whole genesis uh, deuteronomy 26 so when you come sing and sing praises and say lord i'm praising you with this money it's a praise and bible says like cornelius in Acts chapter 10 the bible says your thanksgiving your prayer and your arms given the money have arisen to god as a memorial and he has sent help for you may god send help for you may god send help for you i don't care don't worry about anybody who says anything about the tithe it's an old testament thing it's not an old testament tradition to be thankful it's not an old testament tradition to remember what god has done it's not an old testament tradition to be worshiper and to be prayerful all those are what the tithe stands for and the jews are in the new era although they showed us the old testament and they are actively doing it and god is actively blessing them may you become the next jew in spirit a jewish american a jewish african a jewish asian whatever it is may the jewish blessing rest upon you and may with these things in mind may you never miss one more tithe and don't deceive god and bring three percent one is ten percent whatever argument that you had inside of you no problem you don't need to change your mind but the truth is the truth you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free hallelujah put your hands together for jesus now what i want you to do today lift up your hand and tell the lord forgive me for my sins for my ingratitude forgive me for my forgetfulness of the good you've done me i believe in your tithe I believe in the generous prosperity of the Jews who are our example. As we come before you, let us repent. Help us to repent and to give you our tithe throughout our life because it's our right thing to do. It honors you, but it blesses us. We want you to be honored and we want to receive the blessing. We repent. We ask for forgiveness let your blessing come back and be upon our lives in jesus Christ's mighty name amen god bless you now if you're here you want to give your life to jesus christ this is your first time or it's not your first time but you want to give your life to christ now this is your opportunity lift up your right hand and i'll share a word of prayer with you you want to give your life to jesus christ god bless you god bless you my sister I want to say this prayer with you. Come, my sister. I want to lay my hands on you and pray for you. Come. She wants to give your life to Christ. Almighty God, bless this one. Now lift up your hand and say this. Say, Almighty Father, I am grateful for you and for Jesus Christ who died for me. I believe I'm a sinner, but you have forgiven me because I have repented. I believe Jesus took away my sins. And as I receive him into my life, as my personal savior, and as my Lord, my sins are forgiven. I am a child of God. I am born again. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow. 
Weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.